0: why hello and thank you for choosing the vegan luna podcast if you came here to listen to influencers business owners people that are really making a change in this world and really creating some amazing ideas and amazing inventions then you came to the right show this show showcases some of the top people in the world that are making an impact whether it's the environment whether it's for health or whether it's for the animals this podcast is also available on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. I'd like to thank my sponsors, Perium, for providing some of the best organic superfoods that you could find on the market, as well as Vegan Nation, who is the first ever company to create a cruelty free currency. Hello and welcome to the Vegan Luna Podcast. We're here with a super special guest that that comes to us in a way via video uh, through from Italy, uh, which is absolutely amazing because I know it's a very beautiful place, but as we know, there's some challenges going in with Italy that we're going to talk about here in a little bit, but her name is Camilla Parmigiani. Did I say that correct?
1: Yes, correct.
0: Yes, okay, correct. awesome. Hello, she,
1: Kevin. Hello.
0: Hi. So she's a vegan influencer um, and consultant and a content creator and a food writer. So she's doing a lot of amazing things. And I'm so excited for everyone to get a chance to meet her and get to know her. But first of all, before we get into uh, the podcast, we have our quick vegan questions um, to start the day. So uh, question number one, uh, what is the biggest myth about veganism? What's the biggest myth that you hear all the time that just like, that's not true?
1: Uh, So probably the biggest myth is that uh, vegans are all like uh, sad, depressed people, pale people, not healthy, uh, without muscles. I think that's the main uh, uh, wrong myth around veganism. And uh, I think that reality is totally the opposite and that there are many sportsmen now, many wonderful celebrities and uh, this is a very extraordinary happy and uh, healthy world so i think that's uh, together with the um, protein fails Smith, this is the the other uh, wrong idea that people have around uh, veganism
0: yeah it's so true and it's funny when people say the opposite you know what i mean like let's say there is a vegan that breaks all those stereotypes. Let's say they're really strong. They look like they're in great shape. Then they're just like, oh, you're using steroids. And it's like, <laughs> really? So like, so like, there's always an excuse, you know what I mean? And well, I, I feel like those, those yeah. kind of myths or excuses, they're not real. Um, they don't really think that. They just kind of want to sidestep the topic. You know what I mean? So it's just easy for them to put a reason why they can't do something or they won't do something because they know... They know deep down inside that they're not even willing to try, you know what I mean? And so I think that, that that's that's a common one, you know, that not willing, there's yeah, no, re- they, if someone has no reason to... to change, sometimes they're not likely, if they don't have a good reason.
1: Yeah, yeah. they like to put us in that uh, corner, uh, like uh, uh, thinking that, they, that we are that way, but They're so wrong. And I think that in the last two years, uh, things have been changing so quickly that uh, they are realizing how wrong they are.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like that. That may be a myth in the past, but that's kind of like being squashed. Like it's being debunked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, cool. So next question I want to ask you is explain to me the current state of Italy and the coronavirus. Like what's going on over there? You're in the, the... the heat of it you're in the battle like the battle zone what's what's happening
1: yeah well you know Kevin I'm talking to you uh, from Brescia which is one of the uh, major towns uh, in northern Italy uh, that are um, uh, you know struggling against this virus and I'm talking to you from the lockdown in my house Um, I'm not allowed to go out if not for work, for business or for to go to the grocery shop. I, I need to have also um, like a form field uh, because if the police stops me, I need to, to have a, a reason to be out of my place. And this is kind of scaring. Uh, but at the same time, I totally understand all these strict measures because the situation here is really... Uh, you know, hospitals are crowded at the moment. The situation is really uh, awful and scary. Uh, but at the same time, I'm really proud of my country because um, uh, we are trying our best to keep the spirit high. Uh, you've probably seen all these videos of of Italians singing on the balconies during this uh, um, this time. Uh, a lot of people is going to give his blood to the to the hospital because we are run we run out of of blood. Um, there is there are many many uh, money uh, fundraising. Uh, all the VIP in Italy, all the the wealthy people is giving a lot of money uh, to help the the hospitals. So. What uh, I'm really, really proud of my country because I have to tell you the truth, Kevin. I've seen some videos of people in LA lining up to buy guns. I don't know if this, this is true or is this a fake news?
0: <laughs> For me, I haven't seen that personally, but it doesn't surprise me. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of people in, in the US that have a very they're very fearful and they're, they're ready. They're kind of like ready for something to go bad, you know? And, and so sometimes they, they really, they really are almost excited, you know, that like maybe the world's ending or the system's going to break down or, you know, like, like stuff like that. And I think that they might be some of those people that are really kind of fearful as well. I mean, I think fear, fear can, can really grip people in different ways, you know? Um, not fear is very powerful and it's something that that often can be uncontrollable um at times but also controlled you know if you can control fear um um you can you can you can create a lot of power and so i think that some of this fear drives people in different directions you know when you think my family's life is in danger i'm in danger i might run out of food and 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 then you you your your fear mechanism and your survival mechanism starts kicking in and i think like so many people are going to react in so many different ways. Like I'm not, I'm not even the type of person that's going to go like get a bunch of food and, and, and stock up and all that sort of I stuff.
1: Agree. But when I, I totally went to, agree.
0: when I went to the supermarket and I saw everybody with shopping carts full and the shelves almost empty, I was like, I bought a little bit more canned things and things that I would have got that I wouldn't have got normally just because of the situation that was going on. I was like, what if I come back and there is nothing, you know, like, I think that some people are thinking like that, um because it's only I natural hate,
1: you know I ate that attitude i that's so selfish, like you just care about yourself once you are okay, the, uh, the rest of the world can die. That's horrible attitude in my opinion. I didn't do that, even you know uh, at the beginning here when the uh, the rumor started that we were going to close all the you know uh, main uh, things bar restaurants and stuff like that, but I definitely didn't run to the to the supermarket to the grocery uh you know collecting stuff and toilet paper and these crazy things uh, I think it's it's terrible, and this idea of people lining up to gun to buy guns is like beyond so
0: that adds to the fear that adds to the fear though right like it adds to their fear but also adds to everyone else's fear like because no one knows what's gonna happen because this isn't something that we've been through so it isn't something that we can be like oh last time i remember last time when it happened i did this and this and this everyone's like i don't even know there isn't even a protocol or or what to do or even if you look at the news outlets and, and you follow the media they tell you to stock up they say you need two weeks worth of food you need three weeks worth of food if you 're hearing that and you 're an average person you 're likely to go try and get two weeks, three weeks worth of food. You know what i mean and if're if you 're if you're also inside you 're also holding a lot more people, so then you're if you eat out you know a certain amount of time, you, you might not even calculate properly the amount of food that you really need um, to survive you know so I think some of that is going on um, as yeah, well of but also of people people are. Are selfish people? You know, we're all a little bit selfish. For most of us, and, and the ones that are really selfish, it just highlights uh, and amplifies who they really are. Kind of, kind of like in a in a time of crisis or panic. Kind of, it, it kind of Absolutely. shows a little bit of of who maybe you really are. You know, um, deep down inside. But also,
1: I totally agree.
0: What you're saying is about the the potential or the rumors and that sort of stuff. What I'm hearing now is that we are two weeks behind where Italy is. In two weeks, the U.S. is going to be in the same state um, as you. They're already locking down San Francisco, right, as the time that we're recording this, right? Is Los Angeles Absolutely. next? I'm in San Diego. Is San Diego next? So then the question is, yeah. if we are next and it, you are locked down for three weeks, do you have enough food? So that's, that's just a valid question, right? Um, yeah. You know, as far uh, as like, just is that is it for enough?
1: For sure, this virus is quick because, uh, in some way, it's not uh, that little. So, uh, um, uh, its dangerous that it's very quick, and you can have a lot of people in the same time with the virus, and so that's the big problem. It's going to be a problem for the hospitals to take care of all these sick people. Uh, maybe I also have it and I don't even know. Maybe I don't even have symptoms. Maybe I, I did it and I, I don't even know because I'm healthy. But if you have a, a former uh, sort kind of disease or, or whatever, you're weak and you can you are in real danger. That's, that's the big point of this virus. And it's quick. It's very yeah. quick. Yeah, but if you sure. if people is going to follow the rules, so stay one meter far, don't go in crowded places, wash the hands very carefully, don't touch stuff. Things can be controlled, I think. And yeah. especially the one of the major thing is not to be afraid of it because fear is a big enemy for our in, immune system.
0: Yeah what do you think is the the craziest thing that you've seen so far in italy or or something that that maybe scares you a little bit
1: Uh, the craziest thing is that when they gave the news that they were going to shut down every almost everything a lot of people from milan took a train in the all the trains in the middle of the night to go back to their homes in south italy and so they brought the virus down South Italy. So now the, the crisis is in the North, but soon will be in the South, where also the healthy system, and the sanitary system is not at, at the level of the North of Italy. So it's going to be even more dangerous. So why these people acting like that? That, that, that has been scary to see all the people running, catching last minute train, uh, crazy. So this is really... <laughs> current situation and uh, the fact that they act without thinking to their relatives, their families.
0: Yeah, 100%. All right, so, so my next question yeah. is, is eating meat the cause of some of these deadly viruses that we're seeing like Ebola and SARS and MERS and now the COVID 19 coronavirus? Um, is eating meat, or eating animals really the cause of a lot of this? And, and if we'd stop, like could we prevent some of these things?
1: Well, all these uh, huge uh, crazy virus come from China, and they're connected to, to animals. So these are virus that come from animals and the fact that they, are, uh, they have a, this open market with all these uh, animals and, uh, um, and all, all these recent and huge virus come from there. Uh, it's also the SARS, uh, this coronavirus and all the, the latest virus come from there and it's proved that they come from, from animals. So uh, that's a big point, that's the point. We can't go ahead um, eating meat and especially um, to have the animals uh, treated in this way, because this is also affecting us some way. I'm all I'm more worried about the animals because I think they are so innocent. They, They are just victims. But this is um, a consequence of our actions. We can keep doing this. And also in in the region where I live, in Northern Italy, uh, there are many um, uh, cows and uh, um, farming, but like huge, you know. Uh, We are famous for some kind of ants and stuff like that. And... These they don't cause just cause a great uh, pollution, but also they can cause diseases, not just the consumption, but also the fact that all these animals are together, chickens, uh, you know. Um, yes, it's proved, it's proved. It's, even the uh, diseases, scientists.
0: even the diseases that maybe aren't new, or maybe the diseases that everybody kind of knows about, like let's say just like E. coli and salmonella. You know, those are just some basic kind of basic ones that people get all the time. And they say, oh, cooking the meat raw. If we were designed 100%, we we're designed to eat meat, whether carnivore, whether 100% omnivore, we wouldn't be getting these diseases. They don't, you don't, animals don't, animals that are supposed to eat meat don't get salmonella or or E. coli infections. You know, they eat the meat raw. They can handle it. We have to cook everything thoroughly prepared. But another big issue that I think is coming or hasn't maybe really soon is the antibiotic resistance. So eight, over 80% of the animals in the US are fed the antibiotics, right? Yeah. And so when, we, yes, when yes. people eat the meat, um, they get the antibiotics and eventually your body will be resistant. So there's a lot of strains that are potentially coming out. So what if, you know, these, these this one is, let's say the death rate is 3% on the coronavirus, what if we get? What if we get one of the viruses that's just as easily spread as the coronavirus, but it has like a seventy, eighty percent death rate? Like that's yeah, the stuff that's, that's the stuff that's in movies. But these things, you're seeing that it's almost like these these viruses are viruses are just like us. They want to survive. They want to thrive. They want to grow. They want to build. They want to they want to expand. You know what I mean? And so they're going to find any way to expand. And we're giving them a lot of challenges to grow and expand and multiply and and so many different types of animals and different types of DNA that these viruses are only going to get stronger. They're only going to get worse. They're only going to get, they're only going to, the antibiotic is resistant is only going to get worse. Like now's the time to stop eating animals. If you're on the fence or you've been thinking about it, you know, not for you, but for anyone listening. Now's the time. Now's the time to do the research and say why shouldn't I eat animals? Look for the reasons why you shouldn't. Not for the reasons why you should, because the reasons why you shouldn't far outweigh the reasons why you should. Because we don't have to, right? Yeah. So I think that that's, there something that's really so, important.
1: There are so many reasons not to eat meat. So viruses of the virus is one reason then is that our digestive system is, isn't done to, to digest meat. It takes 72 hours for a human to totally uh, um, make all, uh, everything out if you uh, have eaten meat. Then, and that's if you have a healthy digestive part.
0: system, really quick. That's, yeah. if you have, that's if you're healthy. It could be longer if you, if you have a little bit of blockage, constipation, or, or you know, some internal intestinal issues you're right, it, that's, that's, that's if you're healthy. If you're not healthy, it could be longer, sometimes a week, you know, to get, imagine sitting, Imagine a piece of meat that isn't properly digested sitting on the counter. It's going to get really moldy and lots of bacteria, viruses, yeah.
1: Yeah. And also one, one other thing that really impressed me is that uh, when you eat meat, you eat uh, also the fear that the animal felt when it has been killed.
0: The hormones. So
1: also from a spiritual sense of, uh, from a spiritual point of view, you're eating the fear. You're um, uh, feeding yourself with fear. And that's so horrible if you think about it. Uh, they, that they, I don't know.
0: They've shown that that, that, uh, that hormone that the animal's, release, whether, whether eating, whether dying, um, that, that, that helps to manifest disease as well. You know, is those, those, all those fear hormones, you know, the cortisol and everything pumping through their bodies, you know, that's, that's like a distress, you know, that, that, that's supposed to, you know, save their life, you know, but there's no, there's no saving their life, you know, at that time.
1: It's you know? horrible. Um, it's horrifying.
0: Yeah. And to that me, It's horrifying. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So thank you so much for the quick vegan questions. Thank you for sharing the status of Italy and, and the coronavirus. I know that's a really big uh, topic right now. Anyone that's listening, um, this is being recorded as of um, Tuesday, March 17th. So if anything has changed since then, you know what I mean? This, this yeah. is when it's recorded. Uh, so um, now I want to get um, you a chance to share a little bit about you. So uh, share a little bit about you.
1: With pleasure. So, as you said, my name is Camilla. I'm from Italy, and um, I'm vegetarian since I was 17 years old. Because, you know, I've always I always had this sensitiveness towards uh, the weakest and animals in particular. Um, and also when I was a kid, I, I tell you a small story, um, I was at the supermarket with my mom and I saw those chickens, you know, in the fridge and I was like crying and touching them because I was I was crying. I, I didn't un, understand as a kid how it was possible to have all those dead animals in the fridge. To me, nobody teach, teach that to me. It was just my my sensitiveness and my my idea and then so but you know I, I i come from a traditional italian family so i i was compelled to eat meat but when i was 17 i was like i can't do this anymore. no more so i stopped and let's say around four years or years ago i decided to become 100 percent vegan It took uh, took, uh, a while to me because I've always been a cheese fan and uh, so I was like afraid not to eat uh, margherita, pizza margherita anymore. So, but at the very end, if I knew it was so, so easy, I for sure I would have done it before. And um, I've been working in the hotel business for, let's say, around 17 years. And uh, that's why at a certain point I've decided to apply all the special I, I have for the vegan food and the hospitality business. So I try to help um, restaurants and hotels to uh, put vegan options in their menu. Because, as you know, there is still a lot to do about this because uh, some are trying, but the result is not its not that good yet. So I try my best uh, because, you know, Kevin, I've been pushing people toward uh, veg- becoming vegetarian for many, many years. I had so many discussions in my life. But at, at at one point, I decided to change a bit my perspective and realized that the best way to change the mindset of people is just to give the best example. So they get very curious. They want to know. And in this way, I think I affected a bit more than just keeping pushing and tell people what to do because nobody wants to <laughs> someone else to tell them what to do. So...
0: Yeah, and this is a short. <laughs> yeah, there's also real like science behind like whether it's being an example, but even like even what I've what I've been reading a lot now is about how behavior change can lead to to like um, changing of the mindset. You know what I mean? For example, if I if I share with you like, hey, you know what I mean? If if you eat, let's say, a vegan burger, you know, you'll reduce ninety-nine percent, you know, less water, nine ninety percent less greenhouse gases. You know, no animal has to die. This much less land usage. You know, I could share all that information with you, but most people are going to be like, like I don't really care, right? But if you say, hey, you know, try this burger. This burger is delicious, and they eat it. Mmm, this is really good. Hey, did you know that also this burger is blah blah blah? Then they're more likely to listen, they're more open because you actually made a behavior change. So you going into restaurants, are you offering options and them getting a chance to have that behavior change? It's going to shift their mindset. I can tell you lots of stories of people, well, not lots of stories, but a few people that I know specifically that, you know, maybe I'm sharing some information, talking to them, and they're just like, la, 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 I don't want to hear, you know, for whatever reason, just very closed minded That's fine. Some people are like that but then they try they're like then they come up to me like oh my god i had this vegan burger i couldn't believe it it tasted like it tasted like you know real meat and i and and then they wanted to talk now they wanted to have a conversation now they wanted to see and so i'm a i'm a huge believer in that in the the setting the example but also helping people to get behavior change because the behavior change is proven to lead to the to the mindset change. So many people are working on mindset, mindset, mindset. Don't get me wrong. There's countless people out there that will change based on mindset, but there's a whole nother percentage of people that will not. And they will they will only change once some of the behaviors start changing. There are some people out there that will will not change a single thing they do. But if they walk into the supermarket and they see two, two meats next to each other, right? And one is cheaper and one is more expensive, and they buy the cheaper one, and it happens to be vegan, they, don't, they won't even care. Like, they, don't, they don't care about the animals. They don't care about the environment. They care that this meat that they like is cheaper than the other one, yeah. and it tastes just as good or better, and that's it. And so yeah. I believe in the Beyond Meat companies and the Impossible Food companies and the companies that are, that are just egg, and there's so many countless others that are doing that, but also people just like you that are, are getting those those foods into the, into the markets, into the, into the, into the restaurants, that is, is also just as important. For example, if, if like a great company comes out or great idea or great food comes out, but they can't get into the restaurants and they have other people getting them into the restaurants, like it's, it's great for both parties and it's great for the restaurant. Like you say, I've heard you talk about, it's great for the restaurant because now they can incorporate so many more people. So before they might be limited, like I'll tell you, there's times where I'm like, oh, let's go to a restaurant and I might be with a group of friends and some not everyone's vegan. And they're like, the good news is if you go to a vegan restaurant, everybody can eat there. But yeah, that's great news. Everyone can, meat eaters, omnivores, everyone can eat at a vegan restaurant. Well, everyone can eat at any restaurant, even vegans, but vegans choose not to eat at the at the other restaurants that are, you know, don't have vegan options. So that 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 limits a lot of people, right? And restaurants that are smart. And they see trends and they see yeah, we're talking yeah, about trends of course. they're smart, they need to get these options in there um, so absolutely yeah
1: I think it's um it's a great opportunity for them first of all because okay, I'm vegan, but I don't go on my own in a restaurant. I go with my boyfriend, I go with my friends, so if you don't have vegan options, you're not just losing myself you're losing uh ten people tables. So and that's one thing. The other thing is that uh, everybody is talking about sustainability nowadays and many um, hospitality um, Operators act like uh, act like meat. It's not part of uh, Sustainability, they you know, take care about the, the energy plastic and stuff like that. So the other the other thing I'm trying I'm trying to do very hard and what I'm pushing is that um, the f- to have vegan options is very important if you want um, to label yourself as uh, sustainable because if you have a menu with every kind of animal like from you know uh, every every kind of animal how can you call yourself sustainable
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: what's the reason yeah. why What does it cost to have at least one starter, one first course, one main course, one dessert? What does it cost to you? And this is going also to, um, you know, uh, to make your brand and your name. um, It's going to give uh, a value to your brand and to your name.
0: Yeah, it does. There's There's a local supermarket that we just did uh, a... um, an action a few days ago, like a a disruption, right. Um, at the supermarket. And the biggest reason why is kind of what you're saying. They claim to be natural. They claim to be healthy. They claim to be sustainable. They claim to be all these things and people go there and they feel really good. They're like, man, I'm getting organic. I'm getting free range. I'm getting natural. I'm getting, you know, these are good for me. It's good for the environment. And they get all this messaging, you know, and, but, if you If you peel the layer back a little bit deeper you're realizing that that's not true and so the challenge and one thing that we're trying to communicate to this particular establishment in in my local area is that you can't claim these things if you're selling dead animals that came from a tortured place and the the organization that I volunteer for they've done two investigations into their into their poultry farms and then think into one of their other farms uh, two farms and they saw abuse and they saw dead animals and they saw sick animals so they could see the they the they have the footage from the investigation and the proof that it isn't true. And the reason why that one is different, right? Let's say that restaurant, a lot of people say why I mean not that restaurant, that supermarket, because they do a lot of good things, right? That they do a lot of good things as well, right? And have a lot of good products. And they're like, why not focus on one of the other ones that's really bad? I'm like, well the ones that are really bad aren't claiming these things. So they're actually not lying. They're not they're not good. But they're not telling yeah. you that it's natural or, or good for you when it's not. They're just saying, here's what we have and choose what you want. You know what I mean? Here's the meat section. It's here's called, the dairy section. Here's the veggie section.
1: It's called uh, greenwashing. That's greenwashing. They really, act yeah. like they're green, but they're not. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's the point.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So I want you to take and, me back oh. a little bit for you, if you don't mind. Yes. Can you share a little bit yeah, more yeah, details sure. of like, why why did you decide to give up animal products you know i know italy like you said briefly you got the food you got the traditions i mean you got you know the pizza and the pasta and the lasagna and all the things that we know for italian food you know worldwide and everyone loves italian food and i always think italian food for sure is cheesy, for sure is mozzarella, right? And it's yeah. so funny too, like the, the, the culture of uh, and traditions of Italy versus all the other countries. And it's so interesting is like, no matter where I go, I, I hear the same thing. My culture does this, my tradition does this. We're used to eating animals. The truth is they all are. Yes, some are more, but I always say like, if an American can do it, because America eats more meat per person than any country in the world, yeah. right? And you know what's number two? Kuwait is number two, which is kind of crazy. I lived there for two two years. They're the second most, like, per person, the most kilograms of meat per person, like something like... And it's, like, very close. It's, like, 270 kilograms per person versus, like, 268. You know what I mean? It's number two. I don't know where Italy is on that. I
1: had no idea.
0: Yeah, I don't know where Italy is on that, but Italy has to be near the top of cheese, which I always say cheese and dairy products are actually more cruel than the meat the meat products you know cuz the, the longevity that they're suffering for is, is so much longer right where a typical yeah. let's say a beef cow might be a year and a half you know of raising where a typical dairy cow might be 5 or 6 years and it's not only the the, the suffering of the the pain of the machines right where beef cows just yeah. get a walk and eat right Dairy cows are actually yeah. kind of tortured for a while, but also they're forcibly impregnated over and over. Their babies are stolen. So a lot of yeah, emotional, trauma, a lot of physical pain, a lot of... And, and when they're done, like when they're actually like spent and they're too tired, they become beef anyways. They become the part of the meat industry anyway. So it's, 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 to me, it's, it's actually worse. Um, but I'd be interested on in you. I'm sure that was the hardest thing for like most people was cheese. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about... What well, did you see? What made you change your mind? Because it's not easy.
1: Well, first of all, I realized that cheese is poison. I, I I've never been like a milk fan, so I never uh, I I didn't use to drink milk anyway. Despite in the cappuccino, maybe, uh, but for sure, I used to. As a vegetarian, I used to eat a lot of cheese. And at some point, I realized that, first of all, that's poison because, as you know, as adults, we are not done to digest all that, all that nutrients, so it's really poison for the body. And then I, I realized that I needed to be uh, honest and coherent on, on my decisions, and the fact not to eat meat wasn't enough. So I needed to be 100% uh, uh, for, for sure. I don't pretend to be perfect because nobody's perfect on this world. But I said, if I want to uh, at least do my thing uh, to protect and to, uh, to give a good message, I have to cut cheese and as well to cut the cappuccino and so cut the eggs and everything connected to it so from one day to the other I took my decision and that was it so and honestly it wasn't it's not that bad they're making you know um, a very good uh, vegan cheese now in Italy Uh, it's done uh, just with three ingredients which are nuts water and salt that's no preservatives, no, and that's very good. That's excellent. Uh, So when I'm starving for cheese, I eat that one. Uh, There are also, there is also a very nice pizzeria on the lake, close where I live, and they make this, this beautiful pizza with vegan mozzarella, which is excellent. So I'm happy and I don't need to, I don't need to drink or eat or eat anything that comes from um, a raped uh, calf. Uh, so I feel better with myself. I feel so much better. I'm so happy, and I really hope that people will understand that that there's no need and that's unhealthy too. That's so unhealthy. People people have no idea how unhealthy is milk and cheese
0: and cheese 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 is literally the waste product of milk so there's two major proteins right in milk there's whey protein which a lot of people are familiar with and casein protein well the casein protein is the one that's in cheese and also yeah. that's that's the protein that's designed to make the baby cow really really want to come back to the mother cow and kind of sends like good signals it's like the feel good signals and so too much of that um, can cause addiction, right? So the same kind of sensory pleasure that you get from like drugs and stuff that like enhance your senses, you know, or your sensory pleasure or your, your addictive qualities that makes you like feel good, right? Are the same, same feelings that's coming from the casein, right? And it, when it goes in your body, it turns into morphines, right? And so that is designed for the baby cow to come back to the mother but the problem is it's so concentrated in cheese there's so much of it that it's it, it, it it's like getting double or not double it's like getting like 10 times the amount that a baby cow would so it is very addictive but then it's also like 80% fat you know so yeah. so it's like an an animal fat like like the worst yeah. fat that you can that you can eat so so there's a whole host of kind of things within cheese there's a book called
1: and in your stomach it becomes like glue
0: yeah it does people
1: don't know that They
0: don't know that i worked in a pizza restaurant and and there would be pizza in the oven when you would make the pizza sometimes the cheese would fall off right so we had this like big mozzarella cheese when a piece of that mozzarella cheese would come off And go onto the oven floor, like the wood, like the 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 like the cement kind of like wood stone oven, right? That would stick there for so long, and it'd be so hard to get off. You're right; it is like glue. It was almost like cement to get this cheese off. And what's crazy is that is like that's like 400 Celsius, you know, or something like that. Like three, it's crazy hot guess what your body does your body doesn't get 300 degrees celsius right so imagine how hard it is for your body to get rid of it and i used to always tell people i would say they'd be like no way Mm, that that doesn't like and i would say watch and i would throw a green pepper in there or some spinach or a tomato into the oven just onto the oven floor and i would say look what happens look what happens to these vegetables when they get hot they just become (laughs) dust you're just dust. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's they're just true. small particles. You no, know, it's crazy. Uh, ash, right? And but that cheese, yeah, yeah. that cheese would be there all day for sometimes.
1: No, no. In fact, it's it's a uh, and also it's done to make a calf grow. That's huge animal. So if you drink it or you eat those nutrients, what is gonna happen to you? no it's it's crazy it's crazy that people don't realize it the dangers behind this consumption
0: i know too
1: because you know yeah, what you know mm-hmm. what kevin that um in the past maybe people used by the countryside to drink a glass of milk in the morning but because maybe they used to quit lunch but for dinner they had just few things And this I can understand. But today we have so much food that if you add meat, uh, cheese, milk, this is an overdose of food. That's not eating. That's not eating.
0: Yeah, 100%. So I want you to share now a little bit more about what you do. So most people, not everyone, but I noticed um, since I've been talking to a lot of people, um, and and they share why they went vegan. There's something that triggers inside them that they're like, okay, I've I've done this now. I've I've committed. I feel good. I feel happy. I feel healthy. I feel great. I my my conscience feels clear because I know that I'm I'm not participating in something I don't I don't agree with. Right. Then they get almost like motivated to share with other people, right? And and share their story or share their belief or help others um, to find find a to find this happiness as well, because we're all on that pursuit of happiness, right? And I think this is one, one key way that can help us. So what do you do now to give back? What do you do to, to share, to spread information, whether it's for the animals or for human health environment?
1: So uh, I, as I said, I try uh, to show, first of all, that I can live a very interesting and happy life without affecting on animals. And I do it trying to, to share the places where I go to share people that I can have my breakfast, I can have my lunch, my marvelous, wonderful dinner, amazing wines, beautiful locations. And also, um, I i also on my on my website uh, vegan set uh, i also promote uh designers vegan designers because also fashion is a very interesting uh topic and a lot of designers are uh changing have I been mean, changing in the last year they have, they banned fur uh they banned leather so The thing is changing also about fashion, so I promote uh, vegan designers, Um, I talk about chefs, I also try to push chefs uh, going to the restaurant and asking for uh, uh, vegan menus, so... um, and the thing is also that my page and especially the Instagram account is followed by many hotelier, uh, restaurant owner, chefs. So the thing is that they see that I go to that famous Michelin star chef and he has been preparing for me a wonderful meal. So they, they say, uh, I, can't, I have to do the same. I can't be less than him, I need to, uh, so it's kind of, uh, uh, you know, influencing each other and the most you you post and show and it's uh, like a chain, you know, a wonderful chain um, and that's the thing I, I I daily do, trying to promote veganism on a uh you know um, charming way let's see and i like i also love to write articles i try my best in um, describing all these wonderful places and and meals uh, writing articles and um, that's that's my thing that's my thing
0: (laughs) do you find it now it's a little bit challenging because like you were working with some of the restaurants and now there's a lot of closures and that sort of stuff, does that slow you down? Ah, uh, yeah, for
1: sure. Now there's anything I can do. I am on a stop, but um, I posted today uh, on my Instagram account the five places where I will go as soon as this is uh, ending. And I will do my best as this thing, this awful situation will end. Um, in promoting the Italian uh, tourism and uh, Italian restaurants and hotels because we for sure will need all the world help because uh, we had a really, uh, we are having strong damages, you know, because all the cancellations. And, and so for sure, especially Venice, you know, Venice had the eye water problem two months ago and now this. So I would do my best to have... Venice
0: is like the perfect example of like environmental and like viral, like kind of devastation, you know, like that that could be easily linked to like eating animals, you know, like sea level rise and all that sort of stuff. And, and it's just, those are just lifelong damages and like some places can't recover. Like especially restaurants. Restaurants aren't big money makers. People think, "Oh, I want to open a restaurant and be." Ri-. Restaurants don't make a lot of money. It's it's very tough. You know what I mean? For restaurants to make a lot of money, you know, even
1: yeah, it it's big. Yes.
0: So when you have these these hiccups, these these laps of like no, you can't sell anything for two weeks or three weeks or however long it's going to be. Some that could be enough to put these businesses under. There's going to be people that are out of work and out of jobs. Like the damage is. Like, the repercussions of, of of this hasn't even been seen yet, you know, and, and we, we don't even know when it'll end, let alone, like, okay, now it's time to recover. It's not even time to recover. It's still, like, like the damage is still you know, hitting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because it's going to be, uh, it will take a while here, but now that it's starting abroad, if we live, Ita- Italy lives leave, with um, uh, tourism from abroad, we need to wait that, that all the people from abroad and with us. With so it's going to be a tough year for many people. And I'm praying because, uh, you know, uh, hospitality is all about passion. If you don't have passion for, for this, you can't do it. So um, it's really... Uh, it's really sad to see all these people that was ready to start the season and open their hotels and restaurants and they can't do it they they can't hire people they can't harvest the staff and it's very it's very sad but i'm a positive person so i'm sure we will we will fix this and everything will be fine i'm sure 100% and i will try to do my part <laughs> If, even if it's small I, I will do my best
0: <laughs> yeah for sure well thank you so much I appreciate that so is there anything else that maybe you really want to share that's really important to you that you want the listeners to hear or maybe something that you mentioned that you just want to reiterate it's very important
1: well uh, I would like to tell people uh, not uh, I'm, I'm talking about habits daily habits uh, not to do uh, things because other, the majority of the people is doing it. Uh, so um, just uh, look in yourself and make a make a thing. And uh, um, I, I think that people should be more conscious and at least try to be conscious about their decisions and the effects of their actions. So. I uh, think that every time uh, people go to a supermarket, to a grocery shop, and buy uh, a piece of meat, that's not a piece of plastic, it's meat. It's a piece of an animal. It comes from an animal that have been grown and killed to give a piece of meat. So uh, trying to be... Uh, would be nice if people would be a bit conscious and more conscious and not just to make things because everybody else around is doing it. That's yeah, for my sure. only
0: yeah. like,
1: recommendation just to, to feel better because uh, you can really feel much, much better if your decision and your daily actions don't affect others and especially weak, weak, the weakness like animals.
0: Yeah, it's no longer a personal choice, like for you, if it, it affects it others, right? Um, and even yeah. with, with this virus, it's affecting so many people and so many lives that just so unnecessary. We never had to have, this never had needed to happen. Yeah. You know, and it, it could And end.
1: also, the, f- the last thing is that the fact that we are, uh, we think we are the smartest species on the planet. We are the strongest species on the planet. If we really are, we are more even more responsible for what's happening on the planet and for the animals that are not able to defend themselves from us. So this makes us more even more responsible.
0: That's true. They say
1: otherwise it's just cruel.
0: They say with great power comes great responsibility
1: exactly right? and, and you're exactly. right if it's
0: where we have the we have we have responsibility for we have to take accountability for all our actions and and it's 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 so it's yeah. like okay everyone makes mistakes and we're gonna make all kinds of mistakes but why repeat the same ones over and over and over what we learned it like now let's try and prevent that one from happening again you know it's it just seems logical right um, I mean, that's what we're, I was always taught. Restaurants, hospitality, right? You make a mistake, it's fine, but let's find a way to stop that one from happening again. Like that's kind of, yeah, kind of what I mean. I was always taught everywhere I worked, right? Um, is that mistakes were okay, but like let's try and let's stop it now, um, and and prevent it from happening again. Then you look for the root cause. Like those are just basic things that you learn. Even even basic like stuff in school, you learn that stuff. But I don't think we apply it to. We like to treat symptoms. We're good at treating symptoms and not finding the root cause. And it's, we're, we can't even agree on the root cause of so many things, which is even more frustrating. Like, I, I think the root cause is this. I think it's this, you know, like it's pretty crazy. All right, cool. So where can people find you? Where are some places that people could reach out to you, connect so, with you? So
1: my website is www.veganset.com. And then I have an Instagram account that it's veganset. And also on my LinkedIn page, which is uh, Verde Camilla Parmigiani. So right. um, I would Excellent. love to to see you, and if um, all the people who is watching this podcast, I would love to to meet them. I'm available to answer to any questions, any recommendation, or or whatever.
0: All right, great, yeah. So thank you so much. I'll be putting those links somewhere um, in here, and then like as always, you guys can hear. You know this podcast um, on YouTube, on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts—pretty much anywhere podcasts are being shown. Um, so those are the places you could find this. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate this. Um, I plan to share some of this stuff pretty quick um, with the light of everything Thank that's you. going on. And we'll be talking. Thank soon. you,
1: Kevin. It was my pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for inviting. Thank yes, you you're so welcome.
0: Much. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Please, please, please make sure that you guys share this with anyone that you think will find this interesting. And also make sure that you guys are subscribed because I can see a lot of you guys are listening, but you aren't subscribed. So please subscribe. And also don't forget to go to my website where you can leave comments and see more content at veganluna.com.